Hey, look what we have found A big sound in a small town Far away from the bright lights They're making music every night Discover what is all around A big sound Hey, big town, small town. My name is Bill Jones, and I am a musician. Well, Bill, welcome to the show. It's hey, hard. Sandy Carl. It, it's hard to say that, isn't it? It's it hard. Is. It's, it's, it's hard. A, it's a tongue twister. I think you did that on purpose, didn't you? Well, you know, I still, I still stumble over it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that was like the tenth take we did. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and and as as you know, when you listen to me, uh, I don't get it right a whole lot. Actually, right now I'm looking at Bill's cup, so I could get it right. Big sound, small town, because I can read it. Yeah, I'm all stickered up with subs and tattoos with the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. BSST. Yeah, yeah. That's even a tongue twister. That's a tongue twister. The whole deal is. Yeah, it really is. So how are you doing today? I'm good. That, it, it is beautiful here. It's beautiful. This is a good place. Earl Scruggs Center, nice place. Got a good vibe. Um, Shelby is, honest to goodness, one of the most beautiful small towns here in North Carolina. You know, it really is. I, I feel fortunate to live here. It's a good small town. It is a... fabulous music scene. Oh, God. There's, you know. People that aren't from around here don't have a clue. The, you know. A, honest to goodness, Probably no, not probably. This is my most favorite place to work. Well, I will tell I will tell you that I've been playing music here a long time, and the quality of the musicians here is spectacular. I mean, I mean, you just you just you can't find that in the other small towns. You'll have one or two people, even the big towns. You'll find it, some it's talented really is people. A, a hidden gem for yeah, music. it really is, and it's a pretty cool and little a town. Great uh, history of music here. It does, in, yes, it does. Shelby. It's, I mean, the yeah, legacy here is sure. incredible. It, it is, and there's people still here today. There's people here, of course, famous, the Don Gibson, the Earl Scruggs, but then people miss things like um, uh, Patty Lola spent time playing music mm-hmm. here. Right. Uh, Alicia Bridges, if you like disco era, that's queen of the disco, you know, and. There's tons of people playing out professionally with people that you know of, uh, and and they're from here. They're out making their living playing with, and and have for a long time. Some come back, you know. And you know what's great? We've got some phenomenal venues around here. We do. And I mean, Marty Stewart was here last. Sure. I mean, who can say that around? Here? Right. I agree. You know, Just and some incredible. Sure. Uh, rich music. You know, there's a st- story here from the Don Gibson Theater where Ralph Stanley was here one time, and his his band members went across to Johnny Reed's old store across there, mm-hmm. and were playing. And the banjo player for for uh, Ralph Stanley was sick, had appendicitis, and he calls over there, and they said we don't have a banjo player tonight. And they said there's a boy standing up who can play every bit as good or probably better than our banjo player. He said. Ask him, does does he know any Ralph Stanley songs? And the boy went off on like 20 Ralph Stanley songs that 
ask him, does he have a white shirt he can play with us tonight? <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's, yeah, there's some pretty good musicians here. They are, they are, for sure. All right, let's talk the music business. You've been in it a while. Well, I have, and I'm always behind the scenes. So, um, of course. That's not totally true, though. You have, you play with, like, at least two bands, maybe more than that. Um, I do right now current projects are uh, Stepside Deluxe, mm-hmm. which is our old-school country band yeah. kind of a, in the – the theme of uh, Buck Owens, uh, West Coast Country. Sure. And then High Chaparral, which I do with uh, Randy Saxon, which right. is more of an original Americana. And we there's obviously crossover between the two. But right. That's uh, more of a stripped down. Oh yeah. Know, yeah. Oh yeah. Originals and Americana types. More 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 Americana, less less country. Right, and the others. Right. Just just the opposite. Yeah. So, yeah. But with my hillbilly accent, that's about all I can get away with are those genres some good stuff i mean i will tell you i will sit here and unashamedly tell you that i've always been a buck owens fan you know i grew up (laughs) listening to obviously as many people have done uh my parents records yeah when i was young and was steeped in a ton of rockabilly yeah Buck Owens, Merle Haggard, that was, that's what they listened to. They sure. were born in the 40s and were teenagers in the 50s. Yeah. And, you know, huge Elvis fans, Roy Orbison, Eddie Cochran, yeah. all those guys. And then they rolled right into the, the country stuff. Sure. So I had a steady diet of that and uh, listening to their albums when I was a kid, thinking, I want to do that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's really cool stuff. I played, well, I started my career thinking that there was because it was the only radio station I could get as a kid was out of Memphis. So I thought all the music in the world was the blues. So I grew up, I grew up, you know, I wanted to be a blues player when I grew up because I didn't know the difference. And uh, the Beatles hadn't come along and I couldn't get WSM, so I couldn't hear country music. So I only, only music I knew as a kid growing up uh, was the blues. And I, I love the blues. I really, blues really love the blues. It's just... I never felt like I could do it justice uh, because to really do it justice, you you really need to be a student. Yeah, you do, and and, and you know, at at the time, you know, I, I wasn't even sure. I mean, I mean, the blues is, is steeped in black heritage, mm-hmm. but at the time, I didn't know that that the people that were singing this was black or white or what. You know, it's like, Just but it was th- good. It was good, and it was in, you know. You go to church and they wasn't playing that stuff, you know. Right. Like, they're not playing that shit in church, you know. It's like so we 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 roll in some old country blues like Lefty Frizzell and, yeah, it's and good things stuff. like that, which I I love that stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, the blues are and it's it's so intermingled with well, rockabilly and country. Do you not speaking of the blues? Do you not play with someone that, who actually had a wife that was just one of the most incredible blues singers I ever heard? Tony Rogers. Yeah. Um, played guitar with us and uh, he, he left just recently for some other projects oh, okay. and Randy Saxon has taken over but Tony and I have been playing music forever and uh, I've had the opportunity to work with them at the Double Door in Charlotte and even go on the road with them some and, and support and just handle things for them and on the road and just a great experience and 
Robin was just she had always encouraged me. You need to sing. You've got, she would let me sit in with the band right. and sing, and she said you need to get out and sing more yeah. and play. So she was uh, she kind of gave me a shove to perform more. That's so, good. That's good she, that she, she did that. Great influence. Tommy's been a great friend and a, yeah. a phenomenal guitar player, blues. Yeah. And when we were doing Step Side the Lux, right. um, our original guitarist Robert Nesbitt who I started the band with uh, probably 15 years ago who's another phenomenal blues guitar player who loved country and he was a student of Max Drake right yeah um, he left to go on the road with uh, Nikki Hill yeah. in their act so I had asked Tony if he would come play and he said ah, I'm more of a blues guy and uh, so I conned him into it and he is Last eight years, just well, done a great job. The first, the first time I saw you guys, it was like, and I knew who he was because I'd seen, I'd seen Robin a bunch, you know, because I, you know, I, I have a big time blues influence. So, you know, I thought, gosh, he's incredible. Then I saw him playing with you, and I think, oh, he's playing country, you know. I was kind of in shock a little bit. Tony can play anything he sets his mind. He sets his mind to. I'm and sure he, he probably is, can. Uh, he is a real student of guitar. He works really hard right. at it. And I'm I, I, mean, I thought he was a good. I thought he was a good, good country guitarist. And I was so used to to it being the blues. So he can shred uh, the, the heavy stuff, play blues, country, and anything you want him to do, he can do it. So That's he's, good. He's just a really, really good. Well. Person. Adding Randy to the mix is certainly uh, Randy Saxon, one of the most talented in individuals I've ever spent time around playing. And, you know, he can play several instruments and he can play them very well. He's good at everything he does. He is. he is. You know, we brought him in originally as a mandolin player. Right. And uh, he, he just effortlessly moved over to the guitar. Sure. When, Tony yeah. had to step away, and he's uh, we're having a really, really good time with it, having a lot of fun. And we, we've we taken a little uh, rawer edge with Randy, yeah. a little less traditional, but sure. it's, it's uh, fun to, as the band stays together, how we're morphing along. Well, he, it, so. I played with him being a banjo player, a mandolin player, and a guitarist, and, and on the same shows on the same night. And um, I, and People miss the fact that Randy's actually a good singer, too. He is. He, You can't get him to do it, but he's a good singer. He is a good singer. He's good at everything he does. He he's is. Just a, he's he reserved is. and shy, but he is. He is. Uh, and he's a really, really interesting person just to oh, sit down and oh, he, oh, yeah, one of the most interesting people that you'll I mean, ever want. We get on these conversations. We're just really good friends, and we'll get on these conversations about even just not even related to music, just we used all kind of great things. We were recording a project at his house one time, and what we used to do is play Jeopardy while we were, you know, we would eat, we would eat and play yes. Jeopardy, and playing Jeopardy with him, Phil Ruff, uh, Nancy Owen, those were some good Jeopardy people to play with. I mean, they, they, you know, they were. That's an interesting lot. And Randy, you know, highly intelligent. Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, like yeah. I said, I'm just. Really fortunate to consider him a, a friend of mine, and uh, we have a great time playing music together because we we feed off each other. And we we once we get warmed up, get into the groove. Sure. It's just he's a just it's really fun to play music with him, and that's really that's what music's all about. It, it is medicine. It is, and I, that's 
how yeah. I uh, it, make it, it every every day. Sure, it I is. Mean, there's not a day goes by that I don't sing or play or write or yeah. or do something related to music. Sure, and and um, you know what I always tell people early on when they ask me about music, I like to tell them like, if you can quit it. At a, you know, at a, if you're young and you can quit it, that or, or even songwriting, do it because once it goes too far, you're stuck. I mean, I mean, it's not something you can get rid of. I right. retired like eleven times. I don't know, you know. <laughs> and it's. Um, I think we all need breaks occasionally. You do. You do have to have uh, a break. But I know I've taken breaks before, and then it's not long. Like, man. I know. Yeah, you do. I mean, and I, really, for me, playing live is the ultimate. That's just. I, so enjoy playing out. Yeah, live. playing live is fun. I mean, it, it is a lot of fun. You know, it's it's a, especially when you've got a great crowd, and that's why Shelby's so nice because there's real music fans here, and that's just as important. It is as the guys on stage or the gals on stage. Well, you wouldn't be, you know, I am I am a people who uh, support live music. I'm big fans of them because. Uh, Musicians would probably still do it without anybody to listen, but they do a whole lot better with people I listening. Think, I think you do, and I and I enjoy recording and writing and yeah, and rehearsing and playing. I mean, I, there's I can't think of any reason why I don't want to go play music, but when you can play in front of people that enjoy it and get into it with you, that's, I agree. That's the ultimate. Now, then there is you know there is a lot of you know you're playing. A lot of times you play and you're just background music. You may as well be the old jukebox, you know. Exactly. But that's part of it too. It is. Um, Paying your dues. Yeah, you yeah. Gotta you got to do that. Yeah, the, you do. And the, the and if you play original music, then you still until unless you got like a long string of hits, and even those guys do. You don't have to play some covers. You do, and yeah. I, you know, I, I I watched a really good special on Roberta Flack recently. Yeah. On PBS, North Carolina, and, North Carolina person. Yes, and I love Roberta Flack. She She's fabulous, fabulous. Her era, she was just the best. I agree. And she talked about that, and she said, at some point in time, it became uncool to cover music. Sure. She said she's always thought of covering music as an interpretive. It form. is. It is. And you can hear folks do songs that. At first, you don't. They they're doing it in such a unique way that true. you don't even recognize it. Uh, that's true. And to me, that's that's really the ultimate compliment to the original performer or writer that they can take something, sure, totally morph it into something. Well, you know, else. really good songs generally can be done uh, several different ways and in several different whole genres of music. You know, I mean. And that's what I love doing is taking something that somebody's written and taking it to the next sure. level or to a different place. Sure. Uh, I like. I know this guy, and he's got this band called Shiny Ribs, and yeah. uh, uh, he'll he'll interpret rap songs in in a basically a country. Fa well, when he was with the Gorge, particularly, but you know, the, I mean. Well, Randy and I got to hang with. Uh, yeah. Up at, uh, I was supposed to. Asheville. I'd had eye surgery, and I was supposed to go do that. I was supposed to interview Kevin, and uh, I couldn't. So I, I had eye surgery that day, and they wouldn't let me drive. So I got one of the guys from, from Scruggs Center, the curator here. He was supposed to go do it. We'd sit it up, but they didn't roll in town like they said they were going to. And by the time they called, he's still here in, in uh, 
uh, Shelby. So we didn't get to do the interview, but but uh, well, we had a great time. Randy slayed day, it too. And he did. We rode up together, and we we got up there early that day and got to hang out with yeah. the band and sound check, and then in the green room. Sure. And I was, their side stage while Randy was playing, and I tell you, he he killed it. He did. The they were unbelievably professional and warm and friendly. That was a great band, and uh, I encourage anyone if they're close by, you need to go check them. I agree. That is a, I, that is an experience. He's got a show. He's got the show down right. He does. He um. He's got some great songs with their own, obviously. Oh yeah, it's incredible. But when he does take something somebody else has done he does a it, good job of is, interpreting yes. it totally different yes, it is great uh, experience uh yeah it is and you know he also had a fabulous band of gourds too yes. man i love the gourds i you know you know and that's of course how randy sure looked up with him yep. when he was david children yep. and the gourds, and the gourds uh, yeah worked together and mm-hmm. so uh, yeah i and um you know that's a good that's that's good music oh it is you know that's definitely uh, uh, but now, just playing is not all you do. It's not. Um, so I've been in and around music all my life since I was just a child. My earliest memories were uh, my grandmother, who I called Meemaw, um, Back in the late '60s, when some of my first memories were her sitting around playing the auto harp. She yeah, that's cool. Big fan of the Carter family. Sure. She would sit around playing auto harp and sing to me, and then she would get me to sing with her. And so I would. Uh, that was probably my earliest exposure to music. And started out. They had a uh, Magnus chord organ there in the house. Sure. Everybody yeah. did back then. Yeah. So that was my first musical instrument sat around and played the chord organ yeah. and figure it out and I actually got pretty good at it and uh, and then my grandpa on my dad's side was a big Ernest Tubb fan uh-huh. so he would have jams at his house on Sunday afternoons uh, right outside of Cherubal and he would mm. bring his friends the De Silva family over from Charlotte and they would bring the accordion and the trumpet and the drums and uh, another guitar and uh. they would play music and so I, I get got this music bug early on and <clears throat> dabbled in the guitar early and had one that just didn't play good and gave it up and just would sing to myself and when I got into school would got into the band and learned yeah. to play trumpet but then I figured out that uh, I like to yak, and it was hard to do with a trumpet. Yeah, it's hard to do. Yeah, it is. So uh, picked the guitar back up and just got a guitar, you know, that just didn't play good, and I couldn't find anybody to work on one. So I I got interested in that in uh, Luthery, building and repair. Oh, yeah, fixing your own since you couldn't get it to work right. right. This is before the Internet and YouTube videos. So I started beating the bushes to find out, you know, who could teach me how to do this? Right. And I found a guy in Charlotte, Ari Latella, who was born in Finland. And I bugged him for about a year to let, you know, I'd go over and hang out. And just, and he's a very stoic, quiet person. But he finally uh, acquiesced and let me start hanging out in the shop on the weekends. And he taught me how to build and repair guitars. Oh, that's I great. did that for years ago, every Saturday over to his shop on the other side of Charlotte and Newell and work with him. 
And then, of course, when your friends find out, this is oh, back yeah. in the early 90s, when your friends find out you can work on guitars and you're not some hack, then they say, hey, man, can you work on my guitar? Sure. So it ended up becoming a side hustle for me that I still do to this day. And I have a shop in Dallas, North Carolina with some retail and things like that and do a lot of guitar repair. And Tom McClellan, who yeah. uh, went to Roberta Vin. Mm-hmm. Uh, out in Arizona works with me there. Oh. So Tom and I do a lot of guitar repair. Uh, of course, play music. Also do some uh, construction consulting, contract project management, things like that to help pay the bills because sure. you know, it's really tough. It is. Making a mortgage and doing all the things you need to, health care and all the things you need to do in today's world. Sure. Just on music. But uh, so you write, also- play. You're also on the sound engineering side, too. I do. Um, How did that come about? Well, so as you know, when you're in a band, <laughs> you, you need to, for folks to hear you. Right. It was in some really crappy bands early on. Um, I think we all are. I think, that's, <laughs> I think if you're not, you can't really be a musician. You know? I think that's part of the journey. Yeah, it so, is. So anyway, uh, you know, Everybody's looking at all this gear and thinking, okay, how's this work? So I decided I was going to figure this out. So started reading books, like I said, before the internet, reading right. books, going to the library, talking to folks, and started learning how to do this. Right. And then I had the opportunity to uh, go to work at the Double Door Inn yeah. in the 90s and the early 2000s. Sure. And uh, work with... Uh, Less more mm-hmm. more Bumgarner. Yeah. And they were probably two of the best teachers ever. I'm, well, they were really good. They were really good sound men. And had the opportunity to work with some of the blues greats over there. And so spent a lot of hours working there in the Smoky Club. Sure. This was before smoking was banned. So right. I come home at night and oh, yeah. take off my clothes out on the porch because they smelled so bad. And yep. And take a shower at three o'clock in the morning. And yeah. That was my uh, introduction to, to really working sound, right. being an engineer, and then the internet and started studying more and right. this and that. So, uh, and then in between in all that, ran a music store for 13 years. And guest only <laughs> Busy the man. Center. And so uh, had a, I've been really fortunate, been around some really great musicians, had a lot of great influences, but I've always tried to put myself out there and be humble about it and get to know people yeah. and, and learn and, and not act like I know everything. And I think it served me well. And I, I really do enjoy the sound part of it. Just, well, I enjoy making people other people sound good. I mean, that's how I met you. You know, it is. I mean, there, I mean, Dragonfly. yeah. And, and I played Dragonfly well ever since they've been open. And uh, Jamie... I know you listen sometimes, so the best thing you ever did was get upgrade your equipment, and the best thing you ever did for that was to get Bill coming well, there, and and the sound is just really good there now, you know. Well, Jamie has been a phenomenal friend, and a talk about a just a patron of the. Of oh music, no, he is. He, 
He has his own version of the double door here. He does. He I mean, really does. I mean, he, I mean, this is a real hidden gem, and I mean, it we're is. looking right across. Yeah, the we are. Over yep. here at it we right are. Now, but, we are. And I'm running sound tonight. Sure. For, uh, Dale Britton, who's another great musician. I love locally. Dale. I play music in a. Uh, deal Dale with Dale. Me and said, "Hey, would you come?" Sure. I said, "I'd love to." I, I, and I really do enjoy it. And we talked about this before we went on here. I really enjoy working with the folks I like. Yeah. Well. Around. Yeah, um, you know, as as we both know, sound engineers uh, take a beating. Go they, ahead, go ahead, do. tell go ahead and tell them. Well, you're if the band sounds good, <laughs> exactly. you don't get any credit, right? And if they sound bad, you get all the blame. That's what <laughs> I've always said. So, yep. uh, and, and I consider it a personal challenge to try to make everyone sound good. And and then my my take on the very same thing is. Sound men, I don't care how bad an individual they are. Uh, if there's a heaven, they get a free pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's um, it can be really re- rewarding. Oh, yeah, As, I'm sure. Anything in music can be really rewarding, and it can be really uh, – it can really beat you down, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. You have a bad night. Yeah. Or the, who, the, and I've worked with some artists that were – just incredible and i've worked with some that just weren't nice people yeah, before you know uh, yeah. and it, it makes it makes for a long night yeah it does you know? i i agree and you know it's one of those things where you're at the mercy too a lot of times of the equipment that is there when you're running it you know i mean which sometimes that's not the ideal situation and you know it's not when you're there but i guess it's still a challenge to do what you can do it is you know and you can have the best equipment in the world <laughs> this the best is true too. in the world and it, it if, as we talked earlier, sound is as much art as it is science. Sure, I mean, it you is. have to have good ears and you, you have do. To mix well. Everything that the crowd in the room, how many yeah. people are there. If you know the artist on stage could be a great artist mm-hmm. and maybe have a bad night, or they've got their guitar doesn't sound great, or it yeah. needs some work, or things or, like or, that. Or they keep turning up as the night goes along, you know. I mean, they all do. It's like, we're turning this thing. Yeah, I can't hear. I'm turning it up more. Right. So it, there's, it's, it's, it's not a set and forget. I have folks call me all the time. Hey, can you come over and set this or where we can Right, it? yeah. It's like, well, it doesn't really work like that. It doesn't work. You know, it's, it's one of those things you have sure. to constantly. If folks have ever seen me there, I'm, I'm everything now. Technology is, is great now. I can run oh, on yeah. a tablet, True. walk around the room, see what it sounds like. But I'm constantly tweaking and listening yeah. and watching. And no, I think the room change. You know, rooms change as the people come in or go away. You know, I mean, it does. You it know, does. you, it's, you it's start it out and it can be good, and there's a lot of people there. And then as they start going away, it's like, well, it's not as good as it was. Right. But now you're right. Say the the creation of sound being run by an iPad. You can walk around and 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 do it where you used to just have to leave the board and you could you couldn't make the adjustments there. I mean, you can take you can take your iPad and make an adjustment in another room, whereas used to you could go in there and hear what you needed to do, but you'd have to come right back to the board and figure it out. You know? Well, now I can get on stage with the true the performers and you know yeah get the the sound check and the monitors right and then go out front see what it sounds like. So it's really helped in a lot of ways. Um, what used to take racks and racks and racks yeah. of gear, we can do with a really good quality board oh, yeah. and an iPad now, or uh, a, some kind of tablet. Oh, I, I played in bands where they had to run white noise before, which was the most 
irritating thing in the world, you know. And just, now we have RTAs on yeah, the yeah, iPad. Which exactly. Makes life so much easier. Oh, yeah. But you still need to study and learn how to do you, it. Oh, you do. It's, you can get into these menus and get lost for days. Well, I mean, things, so. I mean, I love to make music, but I will tell you that I am, I am a horrible person at mixing stuff. I, I've struggled with that all my life. Um, I studied it as you have a lot, you know, but and things are pretty good for a while. Then you hit something like Pro Tools, and Jesus Almighty, there's so much stuff in there. It's like oh, this is barely no, I can't do it not now, you know. You know, I mean, I can listen and know what needs to be louder or what needs to be different, but but with the stuff these days, there's so much to go in there, and I don't really like this guitar tone, but of the 22 sample amps I got in here, you know, I'm not sure which one of them is going to give me what I want. Right. You know, so it's uh, so I like to hire people to do that part. You know, and I think that's sometimes, um, sometimes that's, you know, if you don't know, it's good to ask for help or hire folks. Yeah, that I do think, I, and I think it is because I do think a lot of times musicians do think they know everything about music and they think their ears are good and and that they can mix stuff and then you hear it and it's like no no really you know <laughs> you're an incredible guitarist or you're an incredible drummer but yeah no you suck as a as a sound engineer i mean there's a reason sound engineers and most sound engineers not all of them but most of them are musicians well they are you yes. know and producers as well you know, producers you, you know, yeah you get a lot of crap but <coughs> a really good producer is worth their weight gold oh they are I, they are i mean i mean that's something that people do not realize either is a producer is, is every bit as important as your sound man. It is. It you is know. A good one. And then a bad one can rip a good, oh, well, good can band re- too. Oh, they <laughs> can. Oh, trust me. I, I worked with a bad one once and it wrecked everything, you know. So, and it's kind of like agents. I mean, you, there's a point if the father you want to take your act, you can, these, in these days, it's a little easier to book places. But then there's a point where you have to, hey, I got to have a booking agent because I can't get myself in the places that I need to be playing. Connections. And, and, right. And that's and, what they do. And, pe- and people don't, oh, it's extra money to pay. Well, that's fine. But if you're going to move past the point that you're at, you're going to have to have some help. The bigger you get, the more people you have to employ. I mean, it's, it's a shame to be that way, but it is. The, the more success you have, the bigger your payroll becomes. And I don't think sometimes people realize when they do that aren't involved behind the scenes with the business how much work it takes even locally. Oh God! Book a band, sure. To get them there, to get equipment, make sure everything's working properly. But just the logistics of getting there, making sure everybody's happy, Mm -hmm. and then you're married to three, four, five, six people. Yeah, you are in a band. Yeah, you are. and everybody's got a different idea of how things have to be right. done. And it's, it's, it's some people show up early. Some people show up late. Two minutes before yeah, the show. And, 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 when, and when you play with them, you realize that's how it happens. If you're not all riding in the same vehicle, then you realize that so-and-so is going to be here at this time, and so-and-so is going to be here. Everything's going to be cool, but he'll be missing a guitar chord. He'll be missing something, you know? People just don't think about that too much when they see a band and they're on stage. They see the magic. Yeah, they, they do. Don't see or 
it's 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 like making sausage. It tastes great, but you don't want to see how. It <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that's the same <laughs> way. Music's the same way. Same way, and particularly at the end of the night, uh, you know, it's uh, you're tired. You played. You've worked. You're tearing stuff down. You're ready to go because I very few times. Do musicians really want to hang around when they get through playing, you know? Well, it's been a long day, so you may yeah. only play two, three hours, sure. but you probably got at least that much time before you even get there sure. if it's local. Yeah, if it's local, and yeah. And then if you have to travel, you have sure. to add travel time. You do. And home, yeah. you know, Eating, eating. Yes. I mean, people see, don't see that. People don't think about it. You've spent all day getting ready. Right. And somewhere in here you've got to try to – Something sure, you do, and so it's, you don't pass out on stage, right? And it's not always convenient, you know. Exactly, and it sets up for some bad habits a lot of times. It does, and eating late at night, yeah. And, you know, and there's a lot of. Hurt. I love to eat, so that's it's yeah. always an issue with me. I have to make sure, sure. that I, I don't stop at a drive-through somewhere. On the right? Road. Oh, yeah, you do. I shouldn't be eating. exactly, and you know, there's a lot. And you have to stay healthy. You, you know, do, you, you do, and you know, there's a lot of. Um, what gets musicians in trouble, as everybody knows, is too much downtime, too. I mean, you get your sound check. You don't get to play. Okay, you're in a town. You don't really know. You don't really have enough time to do something, so let's drink, yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Or let's do whatever it is we're going to do to get yourself in trouble. Yeah, vices can – Yeah. You really have to be careful about that. You do. And, and it, it, it is – at the end of the day, it's a job. It's a job, it's and that's job. how you and have a lot to of look at. Think it's just fun and games because that's the part sure. they see. They yeah. see the fun and games, but you have to treat it like a job. You have to be professional, and that's yeah. what really separates yeah. the good musicians. It is the ones that aren't maybe so good, right? Because the good ones treat it like a job. Like a job. They get up and like I say, you could you could work all day, even for a local band. You can work all day booking gigs, rehearsing, yeah. writing gear getting there then you've got the downtime you got you need to do something productive with right, that right you do that's not gonna be detrimental to your <laughs> exactly. or your, your well-being right and i think sometimes too that's why musicians uh emotionally can be a roller coaster oh they can you're on stage with these huge highs and then you've got this you can sure. hit these huge lows in you between. can you can oh um, yeah i mean and, and you know that can also be show to show Right. And and when you do original music a lot, you know, it, 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 sometimes people really like your stuff. Sometimes they're lukewarm to it. Right. You know, and it's like that takes a toll. It does. You know, it does. it's like it's like ouch, you know. I mean, here you look out into the audience and you think you're doing a great job and everybody Oh phone, yeah, oh. And you're thinking, okay, are they recording us or yes. are they just bored and, and out, I, you know. I love it when I get home and somebody sends a video of, of me playing or something because I know they were paying attention, right. they like what was going on. You know, I really I really like that. There's two things musicians like. They like to see pictures and videos of when and they like for people to dance. I also figure that if they're dancing, they're having a good time. Engagement is, en is engagement, is, yeah, is, is is huge. Just the, even the breaks, just the thank yous. Oh yeah, I agree. It, um, I agree. The, the well, that kind of sustains you to to that helps it sustain does. you to keep doing it. That's the pay. That's the pay. It is it the is. pay because because the pay, as we all know, is not enough. Even when you make, when you even make good money, when you factor in everything, yeah. I think a lot of people don't understand that is they don't realize how much it does cost. Yeah. 
to perform, especially on the local level, and, or even touring. Sure. It's horribly expensive. It's horribly especially expensive. Especially now, yeah. post-pandemic, with the sure. cost of rooms and fuel. Food. food. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, this is another thing, too, and this is one of my pet peeves, and I probably shouldn't address this, but uh, we'll use Dragonfly, Okay. We're playing over there. You're playing over there. I'm playing over there. Whoever's playing over there. And you come in, and it does not matter whether we're getting paid beside what's being put in a tip jar. People don't know that one way or the other. So basically, they're under the assumption probably that you may be getting paid just by tips. And that's well, fine, and good. But the people who come in, if there's – if you're listening, this is directed at you. If there is not a cover charge and you come in and you don't put something in the tip jar, you cannot claim that you support live music because you do not. You know, I mean, I hate to tell you, but if there's no cover and these people are up here working, you know, for all you know, the only money they're getting is in the tip jar. And yet you're getting good entertainment because you're sitting here. You know, if you're in and out, you don't like it, I understand it. But if you're here all night and you don't drop something in, then you're not a fan of music. You can't say you are. And I agree with that. But, you know, know, I know for a fact that Jamie spends a ton of money in his pocket. Yeah, he does. uh, To support music. And he can't share the wealth. Obviously, with right. with everyone, because I agree. there might be three people in there that night, sure. or whatever. But it, it comes at a huge expense of the venue owners. It does if they don't charge covers. Right, and places around here do charge covers, and yep. that's how they offset the cost. Sure, the places that don't, you need to chip. You in need and help to chip well. in and help. If in fact you're supporting both the bar that you're going to, the venue you're going to, as well as the musicians. And exactly. the same goes for if you're going to sit here and let a a bartender service you all evening and you're not dropping anything in, you're a dickhead. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, mean, I agree. You know, they work hard to, sure. to make you comfortable while you're there. Right. Drink and they're food. part of the reason you're coming a lot exactly. of times is because they have a nice, friendly staff, you know. But, but it's like any service industry, you know, it works better if you help them. Support. Yeah, exactly. support. Yeah. Well, you know, folks will pay hundreds of dollars to go see a concert and sit and they they're so far away they look right. like ants yeah. or even thousands to sit up close yeah but they won't come throw a few dollars in a yeah. tip bucket for the local sure. guys and we talked about this earlier uh going around on social media here a few weeks ago about you know the best concerts yeah oh, you've yeah. seen the ones you wish you had seen right. the worst you the yeah. loudest and most of the Responses I saw were the big shows. Sure, you go to see at the Coliseum, yeah. and amphitheaters, and and I'd have to say most of mine were local shows. I, I, the, Some I didn't just it, no cover. You went sure. in, you do something in tip bucket, and the the show was phenomenal. I mean, I have I've also seen, seen the most incredible shows. I've seen some of the people who would go on to bigger things in yes. small venues exactly. like that, and I'm going. Man, I'm so glad I got to see this here. You know, because generally, generally that's when they're at their best too. I mean, exactly. They're really hungry. They're really hungry. They believe in what they're doing. You know, you get you get yourself a string of number one hits. 
I don't know. I think you're just then going through the motions because you're, you don't have that drive. You don't have that belief that you used to have. I mean, you're, you're you know. I've so, always said the best shows are the smaller clubs. They are. The venues, the smaller rooms. They Those are. are uh, just like the Shiny Rib show we talked sure. about earlier. Sure, yeah. Gray Eagle. That is a phenomenal room, and that you is a, the best shows. You there. do, and that is, you know, I would prefer to, say, go to uh, the Gray Eagle and see anybody there as opposed to see them at the big venues, you know? Have to use binoculars sure. or pay, like say hundreds or even sure. thousands. And, and, and you can see really good acts in small places. Yes. You have to work at it and you have to catch some of them on the way up or you have to catch them on an off night, you know, a night that's not a weekend. You know, they're they're between jobs, so they're playing a smaller venue. Well, we had Seth Walker here. Sure, Dragon Seth, Light yeah. Just a few months yeah. ago, which was a phenomenal show. Sure. going in between the yeah. uh, venues and it sure. was just a, a really Seth came, Seth came and did the podcast and Seth... Um, uh, told me that uh, one time he came to Shelby because he had a drummer that played with yes. him. <laughs> so, you know, so, oh, and they had the spoon lady here. Yeah, Abby. Yeah, Abby. And I, I was able to yeah. uh, work with both of them yeah. uh, behind the board there when they were both in. Sure. She was, she is a was very interesting person. I've had, you know, I always try to take time to talk and uh, get to know them. Right. And Seth was great we had some good conversations. yes yes that's a fun guy uh, i sat outside with abby and we talked a while and uh she is a much more intelligent person i think than she appears yes. yes she is a really really smart lady i busked with her one day on the street in nashville and uh, uh and actually made a lot of money yes you know she is a performer she is she, she's a and a really smart lady she is very talented she I, is i enjoyed working with her and she was great to work yeah, yeah, she. I mean, I mean, and she's a nice person. There, just sure. around the, the, the room the whole night. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, I love seeing. That's another thing too about local venues. You will take Dragonfly while we're on it. You know, you can go. He's got a cat roaming around in there. Pino. Yeah, is, it's great. Now. Yeah. She was. Uh, you guys were playing the other night for the songwriter night. She's walking around on stage. Yeah, I love there. it. So. I, I, you know, that's that is the thing that you can't get at at big venues. Yeah, you know, and um. Yeah, we're going to take a short break here. I'm back with Bill Jones, and we're talking music. We're talking. We're missing all the good stuff. We are, the yeah. That's the, that's the sad we've been part. We've here just as long hanging out and just. Sure, we have. BSing about the, I just, the great things. In fact, I just learned something that I didn't know. So you had a, you, so you've been a DJ. You've been on the other side, too, right? I have. I was. Um, I worked at 91.7 WSG. I guess a great radio station. It is. It, is. Uh, it really is. Got to work with Jeff Powell, and he was amazing yeah, there. Yes, I know and Jeff very Jeff well, was too. very supportive and allowed me to, to get on the radio, and I had hardly any experience. Sure. But I had a, a, an idea for a show, which was called Jazz Guitar Factory, and I played strictly jazz guitar players. Yeah, that's and, great. I mean, that's fabulous. I, that's, uh, if I could morph myself into a – a better guitar player. That's probably what I would do. Probably the least paying musician gig probably, out there would probably. be a jazz guitar player. Yes. That's, that's that's what I really love. And I grew up listening to Hank Garland yeah, and Hank all Garland. the great recordings he was on uh, with the, all the folks out in Nashville. And he, right. he is probably my biggest uh, guitar 
hero. Sure. If, you had to, if I had to pick one, and I've got many, but that's probably my number one. Uh, but we uh, we just sitting here talking about there was a guitarist here in town, Buster Kendrick, and Buster used to take me to Hank Garland's house, and and it was a it was a fun experience. It, it, it taught me a lot about how people can get old and sick and hurt and have times to where they can still be a piece of themselves. Right. You know, most of the time I went either didn't play or it was lackluster doodle. Right. You know, but Before then. Before his car wreck, he was. Yes, I, I but this was after was the, the car wreck. Yes, this was. This I mean, was, he could hang with yeah, any he could. jazz masters. He was the jazz winds from a new direction. All yeah. the pop country stuff sure. he, he played on is just Sugarfoot uh, Rags, a fabulous song. I love that song. You know, was, uh, I've, I've labored over that song for years. Sure. Still can't nail it, but I, that's one of my uh, songs I, that I'm always working on. Oh yeah, sure. And and you probably always can't. And you could run variations off of that. The way that song is set up. Right. You could run endless variations off of it. I mean, it's a great song. And I heard that originally the the legend is that was just a an exercise for him. I think it was. Yeah, and I, I think. Somebody said, "Hey, we need to record that." Yeah, and I think that's, it. That's I think it did. was one of the best fiddle players I've ever had the opportunity to interview. Is a guy named Casey Dreesen, and he's a kind of an avant-garde fiddle player, and he has a wonderful version of the Sugarfoot Rag. Oh, and it's just totally different than than anything else. It's a new age version of it, and it's just fabulous. Well, John Five, who's a, a yeah, rock guitarist, right, yep. he's a huge Hank Garland fan. Right. And he's, he does a metal version sure. of Sugarfoot Rag. So, uh, of course, Brent Mason. Brent Mason. These, oh, that's, yeah. That's that's the song. It, it especially is. Especially if you're in country. Yeah. That's the song everybody I agree. wants to learn and play and master, and I don't think anyone can do it quite like Hank did. He did it good, and he did it at a time – a whole different time in music history than than today. He he didn't have YouTube. No, he didn't. No, he, <laughs> he didn't. was listening to horn players. Yeah, and all the bebop guys. Sure. Cal Farlow from yeah. here in North Carolina. Right. And, and you know, North Carolina, a lot of people don't realize has such a rich history in jazz. Oh, they it does. It it really. We does. were at crossroads between the north and the south, where people yeah. just happened to to meet up and and uh, no, I tell you, North Carolina really is a Rich, rich. History. It is a rich. You, you you can take it back to just about any style of music you want to find in North Carolina. Played a huge part of it. I oh, mean, most definitely. I mean, uh, you know, monsters of of any genre you can think of. Bluegrass, bluegrass, jazz, bluegrass. jazz players. You know, uh, North Carolina even has their jazz players, just like their bluegrass players, painted on. Buildings, uh, murals, all over, honor, all over. Yeah, yes. You go to this state, and you can find <clears throat> everyone from Earl Scruggs and Don Gibson here to Thelonious Monk. I mean, you can find you can find uh, Roberta Flack. Yes. You know they're they're uh, Randy Cotton, Elizabeth Cotton, Randy Travis. They're all on sides of a building. You know, one guy does this stuff. You know, um, uh, and it's just. Uh, it just shows you just how wonderful the music is in North Carolina. It is, and I think people with I think people are so distracted now. We have so many things vying for our attention: yeah. social media, um, TV. You know, 
taking kids to their sport. I mean, there's sure. so many things more than ever. You know, I talked earlier about my grandparents exposed me. The earliest right. exposure to music was my grandparents yeah, being mine supporters. Too. Yeah. And in their day, that's that's all you, you went. Maybe you got to go to see the to the show downtown. Sure. But if you lived out in the country like my all my family did out in the mountains of western north carolina in robbinsville right uh, that is in the middle of nowhere <laughs> ronnie Millsaps. yeah ronnie Millsaps. yeah yeah uh all you had to do was play music sure i mean i grew up i and grew up listen to wsm and those stations and listen to these i grew up playing a lot of music on porches because yes. that's what people did you know and i was a kid and everybody else was old you know yeah my first live music show was on my grandpa's yeah, porch sure. right outside of Carroll, north carolina yeah. listening to them and it was really really good stuff too yeah oh yeah they were just killing it and it's just sure you you wish you'd had a recorder oh god so many so many now we have so many things just having us distracted buying for our attention it's it's hard for people to focus in and yeah it is realize that we still have this very um and actually the porch picking and stuff like that could go on still today they just there's so many other things to do you know and and I think it's kind of morphed to the uh, fire pit these days, yeah, you know. Yeah. Every you know a lot of people go out and play around the fire pit, which is great too. It, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's great. You know, it it really is. As long as you're playing somewhere, it's a, it's a good thing. It is. We it don't is really awesome. care. We we can move it to a modern era and let them play wherever they want to. And most definitely. You know. So and school programs, you know, it, people, if if you pick up an instrument in school and learn it that way that's great too you know well you know and that's how i really learned sure. to be a musician was yeah. uh playing in school band sure i did too yeah. read music yeah. right uh mark reese who was my high school band director is who's retired now he right. is one of my uh, repair customers and we we talk all yeah. the time and he plays in coming up brass well, yeah that's great uh, i know play with those guys yeah. and so these school programs i think are vital they keep are people interested and to learn about they music are. and you've got some really good programs i work with the piedmont community charter out of gaston yeah. county and they have a great guitar program there sure bring up young students learn to play guitar um so i think we should always make an effort to fund the arts i agree totally Here, the uh the earl scrug center which is a really great place it, 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 it is in the building and i will tell you this too you can bring your child up here to the Earl Scruggs Center, and there is a room dedicated to musical instruments that they can put their hands on yes. and play. They can everything from shakers to an upright bass to guitars. You can bring your and they they're getting ready to offer a program of guitar for like six weeks. You know, you can come. You can use their guitars. It's like fifteen dollars for the whole deal, and Justin Harper will teach you how to play guitar in five weeks. And enough that to is be a great way to expose young people. It, it I'm really is. A big fan of exposing young people hands on. Me too. I That's can, so important. I've come up here, and they they bring the children from the uh, uh, boys and girls club, and I've been part of. They bring different musicians. I came up here and played harmonica, uh, and Phil Ruff played, and we sang, and it was just amazing. It was children, uh, you know, if you touch one person out of there that goes on to be another musician, you've done well. Oh, you know, and, and, and it's, they do that here, but there needs to be more of that. 
Yeah, I you know, agree. Kid, kids need to be exposed to music early you on. You know, it, I love sports. Uh, sports are good. Big golf fan. My shoulder's bummed now, and I can't play, but <laughs> right. I love golf. And the world's worst guitar, uh, golf player. So, but, uh, but sports has a shelf life, yeah. I believe, like football, baseball. Sure. I love watching sports. Yeah racing but it's it's a young person's game it, it is it is even if you're very successful at it it's a small window of time where you're there music you can take it to the grave with. the whole your you whole can, life you can play you can just grab up a guitar walk sure. say, walk out in porch play music all your you life you can that's a, you, i think i'm very happy that i had the opportunity to learn music and be part of the music community especially yeah. here in shell sure well you know i made some just some of my best friends live up here. Well, right? it's a good place. I, I I live here, and I'm proud to say I live here. You know, I've lived a lot of places. I wasn't so proud to say I live there. <laughs> you know, but uh, actually here, I I am. I, I I see no shame in it. You know, I uh, I live right outside of just east of Shelby. Uh, yeah. Near in Lincoln, actually. And yeah. It's about a thirty minute drive, and I'm up here several times a week, sure. just hanging out, and it's always about music i'm up here either working or playing or podcasting yeah that's great uh, i was here with daniel Costin here a few weeks back yeah yeah i love we're taking pictures sure. out here at the earl scruggs center so it's always i'm always involved in the music community here yeah and that's a good thing uh yeah i won't say that on air <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna have to mark this as an adult <laughs> show right yeah. well what i was going to say is okay all you people in linkedin Y'all don't do so well. <laughs> Got some good musicians over there, uh, but they won't come and do the podcast. Exception, Tommy Smith, you're a good guy. Uh, Dirty Grass Soul is a really good band. Tommy, you're a really good. Robbie Buff, you're a good guy. Uh, but the rest of you guys, <laughs> you should take time to come do a podcast. Maybe Lincoln at some point, if they work on it, could be as cool as Shelby. <laughs> but at this point, no. And I live there, so I can say it. Well, I live <laughs> about five minutes away in the laboratory. We have laboratory. A, we I know all about that. There. Yes. And uh, so I'm not too far away. But yeah. I, I end up spending more time here in Shelby. Yeah. It's all around the music. Yeah, it is. And the venues and the yeah. friends. And, sure. Um, so I just... Uh, I think, like I said, this is a, a hidden gem. Right? It, it really is. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule because you are a very busy person. And uh, I apologize. I've had to cancel on you and reschedule, but it, 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 I do stay busy. But that's I find not if a I problem. Don't, I, I, I oh, you probably get in trouble. Well, so. <laughs> busy is good. Busy is always. It's always better to be too busy than not busy at all. Well, you know, we've got a show coming up on uh, March 3rd, Friday yeah. at Dragonfly with uh, – Stepside Deluxe will yeah. be there. Randy Potter, bass player, uh, Rick, we're all going to be there playing that, some good old uh, honky tonk. That's what we, we honka Billy. What What else you got? They need to know about. I mean, can they get in touch with you to sit them up if they need a repair? Sure, fretgarage at gmail dot. There you go. Just the easiest way to get a hold of me or uh, Stepside Deluxe right. Gmail is, is the band. Okay. And uh, I keep a couple different emails with all my various interests going on. But Can they hire you as a sound man? They can. Just uh, give me a shout at any one of those email addresses, and I'll be happy to 
discuss the uh, situation sure. that you've got coming up. I, I do like working at Dragonfly because I've learned the room. It's a yeah. tricky room, but we upgrade the equipment, and it's a, I love working there with Jamie, and he's, like I said, been super supportive. And uh, sure. that's I'm going to go there and hang out and work this afternoon. There you go. Um, while I'm uh, waiting on well, the show he, tonight. Well, I will tell you, he ran sound for uh, for uh, Big Sound Small Town Songwriter uh, around the other week, and it was it was fabulous. It was really good. We had a big crowd. Uh, finally, we've we've hung with doing that long enough now to where we've gotten followers to come up there and do that. I mean, we started that out some good turnout. Yeah, and, 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 and the handsome Johnny. Oh, the handsome Johnny, boy, yeah, now. Oh, yeah, that works. That works. People, if you like Prine, you need to be. If you don't like Prine, you need true. to come up. Well, you that. need to learn about John Prine. Maybe you will like him. You know, right. it's good stuff. And yeah, people seem to like him because they turn out good for that. And so. I'm planning on being there. I know this will air afterwards, but I'll, I'll be there for the Mardi Gras. Oh, run. good. Mardi Gras show is going to be fun. Yeah, that's, that's going to be that should fun. Be, that should so. be a lot of hey, fun. Hey, folks, you're missing out if you don't get up to Shelby and you check are. out the music. All the You can just park downtown and walk around on any night of the week just about. Sure, and I'm going to give you something that, that uh, you probably don't know that's getting ready to happen this summer, the Don Gibson Theater is going to use the back loading dock for bands to play local bands this summer and you can put your stuff out in the parking lots there too which make a great outdoor thing you can walk from town you can go uptown to eat walk right down there and hear live music which that's going to be really cool that sounds like fun. so something's always we're always trying to make music better here big fun yep big fun again thank you for coming thank you sandy i've really enjoyed it thank you